Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning, 27 minutes now to nine. Time for your Mediated Conversation this morning. On Tuesday, the Competition Commission announced it was now taking Sassel to the Competition Tribunal because it's found that it was charging excessive prices for natural piped gas. The Competition Commission says Sassel was charging markups of up to 72% on the product and that this has been going on for about 10 years. In other words, the claim is, Sassel has been making massive profits over 10 years because it's been charging such high prices. Sassel is the only supplier of natural gas in the country. It gets the gas from gas fields in Mozambique. It sells that gas to traders through a network it controls. So then, what does it mean and how does it happen? What does it tell us about how our economy is so concentrated? And what are the dangers, perhaps, of a monopoly like this? First this morning, from the Competition Commission, Yongama Ndesane is a senior economist at the Competition Commission who helped the Commission come to this finding. Then, from the National Energy Regulator of South Africa, NERSA, the regulator member responsible for piped gas regulation is Numfundo Maseti. And Yako Human is the executive officer for Indust- the Industrial Gas Users Association, one of the people who lodged this complaint. I must just tell you, we were in communication with Cecil several times during the day yesterday. I thought at one point they might join us. Unfortunately, they've decided not to join us for the mediated conversation. Still time, though. They can get in touch if they feel they would like to. We start then with Yongama Njasane, a senior economist at the Competition Commission. Yongama, good morning to you and thank you very much indeed for your time. Good morning, Stephen, and thank you so much for inviting me. What finding have you made against Cecil? Um, Stephen, as you've already preempted in your introduction, um, the excessive pricing complaint which came to us last year, um, our assessment of that um, invest in, our assessment of that complaint, um, which I, I must say we were we conducted without uh, the benefit of Cecil's participation in the process, and maybe we can talk about that later, um, showed us that Sassol was indeed charging um, additional excess uh, profits of about 72%, and these are profits that we believe um, they are not due to them, um, but as a result of this pricing, and that um, the impact of um, this pricing regime by Sassol essentially had a negative um, effect on a number of, of customers. So you've already mentioned the industrial customers um, who are represented by IGOA, that's the industry association, and these are these are customers, large customers, for an example, the likes of SAB, the likes of um, Metal, Arcelor Metal, and and for these kind of customers, we found that the the cost of gas accounts for about 30% of their total input cost, and and so from our estimates, the Sassel's pricing has essentially raised their um, input cost by about 8, 28%, and for the traders, which you've also mentioned, who in, in large part also service households, particularly in the Houghton area. These numbers are significantly higher, particularly because uh, natural gas is really their main business. And so, therefore, for example, we found that they are, um, they are into, in, the cost of gas accounts for about 75% of their input costs. And so, Southwold's um, pricing had also raised um, basically this input cost by roughly about 74%, 74% which was um, the maximum. And, and so, we are obviously concerned about this kind of pricing, particularly given the the energy crisis that we face in the country. What information did you rely on to make this finding? 
So we relied on a number of information sources, as I've already mentioned, Stasol refused to cooperate, and so we did not have the benefit of direct submissions from them. But, of course, the industry provided us with information. And in respect of Sasol's own cost information, we were able to get um, information that Sasol generally uh, um, reports to the United States um, Securities Exchange Commission where they talk, where they have to uh, give a sense of what their cost structures are in terms of uh, natural gas. We're also able to source information from the South African Revenue Service in terms of import data um, and a combination of these different um, the different uh, information sources enable us to actually be able to do some kind of price cost assessment um, to, okay. to come to this finding. So Cecil refused to take part and in fact they claim you don't have jurisdiction if I if I have understood it correctly, they've gone to the Competition Appeal Court, I think, over this. Indeed. So the, the basis of, of their refusal to cooperate is really premised on that on that argument that we don't have jurisdiction because they are under regulation by the National Energy Regulator, NERSA. Our view is that we have um, joint or concurrent jurisdiction with NERSA, as we do with any other sector regulator in the, in, in the country, because we are an economy-wide regulator. So in, in sectors where there are sector-specific regulators, we would enter into um, into memorandums of understanding in order to facilitate how we would work jointly with those sector regulators. The Competition Tribunal um, found um, that indeed we have jurisdiction in this matter. However, they have taken the, the, the Competition Tribunal's decision on review at the Appeal Court and, 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 that, and that process is still ongoing. Okay. Um, so... They haven't explained to you, and this is very important, they have not explained to you why they charge so much for gas. No, they have not. Okay. And when they now go to the competition tribunal, so you've referred them there, the tribunal says that they have jurisdiction to hear it. Does that mean that the tribunal will also have to make a finding without hearing from Eskom unless the competition appeal court makes a ruling first? Essentially, in, in terms of process, um, it, it would be um, helpful that the competition tribunal and, and the competition appeal court, and I think the appeal court in, in the previous hearing that we had about a month ago, had uh, shown an, an appreciation of the urgency of the matter, and actually the matter will be set down quite soon. Um, it is likely that the decision of the competition appeal court will come before the hearing process uh, begins uh, at, at the competition tribunal. But of course, we still remain hopeful that Sasol will um, actually make the right decision, which is to participate, because it is important that the side of the story is heard as well. And Yongama, just to reiterate this, because I think this is important too, they're an absolute monopoly. They're like beer used to be. The, the only place you could get this natural gas is from Sasol. Absolutely, and, and I think that that is our concern, and I think that's what makes this concern uh, even more significant for us. Even though we, we understand um, from NERSA side that there are two players that have been licensed to import natural gas from the documents uh, by NERSA, it is clear that those two players have not been able to actually put their operations in place. And so at the moment, anyone who requires natural gas as an energy source is basically dependent on Sasol. If you if the tribunal imposes a fine, um, and it could be quite a big fine, Cecil's a big company, it's based on turnover, etc., um, does the money go back to the people who ended up having to pay extra, or does it go straight to the fiscus to government? So the, the, the law essentially requires that that money must go into the fiscus. 
um, and so it would go directly to the to the to the um, to the national treasury. However, of course, there there are other forms of relief that um, that parties can enjoy. And so, in this instance, for an example, one could be looking at a a redesign of the pricing framework in order to alleviate these excessive prices that customers have been subjected to, and that customers would then be able to enjoy cost-reflective or competitive uh, prices as a result. Thank you very much indeed. Yongama Njasane is a senior economist at the Competition Commission who mediated conversation on this issue continues around the findings made by the Competition Commission around Cecil and natural, bas- natural gas. In a way, it's a story about monopolies and what happens in your economy. It's 18 minutes now to nine. Numfundo Masetti is the regulator member responsible for piped gas regulation at the National Energy Regulator of South Africa. Numfundo, good morning and thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much and good morning, um, uh, Stephen, and uh, thanks uh, uh, for having me on this uh, discussion. The Competition Commission has made this finding. What role do you play in pricing for piped gas? Um, uh, Thank you for that. Um, NERSA's role is that of uh, price regulation. So we do. We have a mandate to regulate uh, gas prices in South Africa. There is no other body that has the mandate to regulate prices. Um, so with that mandate of regulating prices, is we, it means we establish uh, the first point of call. We've got an ex-ante role. Competition authorities, they have an exposed role. They don't become price regulators. Uh, you can go around the world, they will never become price regulators. The second thing about it is that when you have an ex-ante role, what you look at in terms of the competition at, fortunately, I've been on the other side. Um, so, so what you look at, you want to look at an abuse of dominance. You look at the conduct, the practice, and you're not necessarily determining the price. You don't get into an exercise of calculating and determining what the price is. You look at how that price uh, could then uh, be exploitative to the detriment of consumers. So that is the first thing. So NERSA's task of regulation is one where that is established in terms of the section 21 of the Gas Act. I must point out very quickly in terms of that section. It is a license condition, a legal obligation on SASO, meaning that, or any other licensee, meaning that once the regulator uh, approves the price, calculates, gets into the process of approving the price, and, um, and now the price is there, if that price is 90 rands per gigajoule, that licensee cannot charge any other price it will have to charge the price that is approved by the regulator. So there's a difference in the way that the commission is supposed to intervene in markets or sectors that are regulated by another regulator. It's very clear in the law. So they would not just come because that regulator will have um, certain measures that it will put in place to create an environment that is conducive to competition 
an environment that is conducive to facilitate investments. Because in this situation, you are sitting with uh, currently is no longer just a monopoly, Sasol gas is no longer a monopoly, by the way. It is a, 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 a party in that market, a player that has substantial market power. There's no dispute about that. Our role as the regulator, the reason we exist, we have to curtail that market power so that Sasol does not charge a price that is excessive. We believe that we have achieved that with the price that we have approved for Sasol. There is no way we can allow Sasol to charge an excessive price. So our decision that to say to Sasol, you will not char- charge the price that they had previously applied for, we rejected it. We said we will give you this price because from our assessment and the standard that the regulator, ex under regulator, um, has to apply, it gets to this level. And that is the level that we said it is at maximum at an upper bound. And that clarification was made very clearly by the Constitutional Court, what it entails. That NERSA's role is not just, is not one that must uh, establish an actual price. That price that is at maximum, there must be a surplus, they use the word, and that surplus must then be distributed in an equitable manner. But when NERSA does that, NERSA must be fair to the supplier of the gas as well as to the consumer or customer of the gas. So we navigate that part because also the objects of our law requires us to then uh, make sure that we, um, we, we balance the interest of both suppliers as well as customers. So okay. it's very different from taking a standard of a sort of a, a consumer welfare. Sure. Because when you do that, you must make sure that investments are going to be coming into the market. Okay, a couple of points just to check. Um, do you dispute the Competition Commission having jurisdiction here? Um, on, on this matter, I must explain it this way, that in our case here, NERSA has, on the price, when it comes to price, NERSA has both ex-ante mandate as well as exposed mandate. So the mandate that the commission has as an exposed, we already have that mandate. And also NERSA, when it takes a decision, it does consider a competition matters. So if there is any issue with the regulated price, if one can make a decision that a regulated price is excessive, that's a very, very, uh, you know, um, high hurdle to deal with because it will be a, a, a test case and you don't want to get into that space anywhere in the world there's always cooperation between competition authorities as well as the sector regulators we do have that uh, a, a provision of the law because it seeks to ensure that these administrative bodies when they implement the policy imperatives translated into their laws. They will not come into conflicting So unfortunately, in this case, you then get into that because now that price, if you challenge Sasol's price, Sasol cannot charge any price that is not determined by the regulator. Essentially, what you are doing, you are challenging the decision of the regulator Mm -hmm. because Sasol implement that decision of the regulator. It's a license condition. It's a legal obligation. 
And then that's how I'm answering your question, because now you are challenging the decision of the regulator, which is that price that we say, this is what you are going to do, Sasso. You can't not respect the decision of the regulator. Then you are challenging the mandate of NERSA. Okay, so, so then are you angry that the Competition Commission has done that? No, I'm not. I'm not angry at all. Uh, the, uh, I mean, I have not read um, the, the, the the complaint referral, the, the, the grounds for the complaint referral and how they arrived at their margin. I've seen the figures that they are putting there. We not, don't have the same figures. Maybe we're not comparing apples with apples in terms of our mandate. Okay. One of the things that I don't quite understand about this entire story is that this has been going on for 10 years. Now, if I've understood your process correctly, I imagine it's a lot like we've become used to seeing for electricity prices. There's consultation, there are public hearings. People can go and say, look, you can't let Eskom charge that much. It must have been the same for Sassel. So then if they were doing this for 10 years people would have been able to object to you to the prices that Sassel was charging, and those objections would have been taken into account. Is that what happened? No, no, no. I, I, I don't understand uh, what they mean by saying that it has been going on for 10 years. Maybe the facts are not um, uh, uh, so accurate. Uh, firstly, from uh, 2006 or 2005 up to 2014, NERSA was not able to make a determination on Sasol's prices, precisely because of the dispensation that was there. It was regulation by contract. Now, that regulation by contract uh, stopped in March 2014. NERSA came in to um, regulate prices. So uh, the, the, the methodology that NERSA uh, used was one that then looks into, uh, takes into account the international benchmark. So we approve prices based on the methodologies required by law. Now, um, the, the the that 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 uh, the prices that were that resulted from the methodology were challenged. So uh, it is not correct that um, it has been going on for ten years. So the new methodology, actually, the one that now resulted in this price, it is the first time that we find a price that is substantially lower than prices that were charged during the dispensation. And since 2014 to 2020, prices were higher than the lower price that we see now. So that is factual. Numfundo, thank you. Numfundo Mosetti is a regulator member responsible for pipe gas regulation at the National Energy Regulator of South Africa. In a moment, one of the organizations that laid the complaint. We'll speak to Yako Human in a moment. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continuing your mediated conversation this morning around what's happened with Sassol and piped gas prices. A reminder that they've decided not to participate in our conversation this morning. Yako Human is the Executive Officer for the Industrial Gas Users Association, one of the organizations that lodged this complaint. Yako, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Um, there seems to be, I don't want to sort of suggest there's a dispute, but there seems to be a, a different set of facts determining the decisions between the Competition Commission and NERSA. Do you believe there's been price gouging for Eskim for, by, by Eskim for 10 years? By Sassel. Sassel, so, whoops, so, sorry, yes, Sassel. N- no problem. So, so industry has long held the view that there's an absolute disconnect between the prices that NERSA allows Sassel to charge and Sassel then would charge up to that level. And of course, Sassel's cost base, number one, and number two, a price that would have prevailed in a, in a competitive environment. Now, 
it is true that this matter has been going on for some 10 years. I mean, NOSA has now, on its third methodology, the first two, the first one has been uh, uh, ruled against by the Constitutional Court. The second one, NOSA acknowledged, was, was also not, not uh, serving a purpose. And the third methodology now appears to even improve uh, SASOL's profitability. But be it as it may, I mean, from, from an in industrial perspective, the, 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 the position is, is quite clear. While NOSA sets a maximum price, the competition authorities may not allow a licensee, in this case SASL, to price up to that space because or that level because it may be anti-competitive or excessive. So it is in the absence of the, the sort of methodology um, that that industry turned to the competition authorities last year for protection. Um, so naturally, from our perspective, we we welcome this development, and uh, we, we we certainly need to get to the um, the 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 fact that well, at least that Sassel is also uh, from a competition perspective charging excessive pricing. There's so many different elements to this. What I don't understand is this has been going on for ten years. Why did you only go to the Competition Commission now? Yeah, so so the, 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 the first methodology of NERSA that was adopted in 2014 was overturned in the Constitutional Court, um, and that led to a reset of the price from 2014 into a second methodology. That second methodology also had perverse outcomes. And um, leading up to those particular outcomes, Sassel indeed uh, increased prices by 96% last year. And it was in anticipation of that that uh, the industry had to, to, to knock on the competition authorities' doors as a last resort. Um, there's so many other elements to all of this, because it seems, I mean, I've noticed that Sassel don't want to actually be involved in this, but what impact has this then had on your industry? How big an impact has this had, this excessive pricing in the view of the Competition Commission? Correct. So, so, so the matter is of broad nature, uh, economically speaking. You know, I mean, we, we, it's, it's literally bread and butter issues on the one hand, and, and then, you know, the goods that we use on a daily basis, packaging, paper, uh, beverages, steel, bricks we build our houses with. So, so the impact sits there. The question is what is fair on the economy, you know, and, and if, the, if, if, if the prices are found to be indeed excessive and they're, they're the competition authorities do indeed have jurisdiction. Then, uh, then of course, um, we all know that the uh, that Sassel is a monopolist extracted unfair rents from the from the economy over time. Um, do, is it possible to know how much money you know what happened with the money? So, in other words, they made excessive profits. You they had to pay more for their raw product. Where did you get the money from to pay more for the product? I presume you passed it on to your consumers. We have to. I mean, uh, so, so, so industry has to pass it on to consumers. I mean, Sassel, uh, it's publicly available information. I mean, Sassel do make the region of about 60% EBITDA profit margins on gas. Now, that is an exceptional profit level in anyone's books. The irony is NERSA, uh, in its third methodology, referred to proxy companies that make around about 31% EBITDA margins, but yet it would appear that it would allow the, uh, although it's under process, in process at the moment, uh, but if Sassel is successful in its application of the third methodology, their profit margins seem to be increasing even further. 
Um, so many people have lost money through this. Um, does it mean that it's going to take them a long time to recover? Do you believe that this market is ever going to change? Uh, Nursa made the point a few moments ago, Numfundo uh, Masetti, that in fact there is a second operator, a second supplier of gas. Is that going to have any impact at all? So Cecil remains an absolute monopolist um, in, in, in economics and law. So, so we, the, the, the second gas operator is probably, if, 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 uh, if it supplies gas in the future, it will be, uh, it, it, it will be uh, basically a drop in the ocean in terms of the overall market. We do think that the market will change over time. We think it will take at least about 10 years until uh, the market dynamics and supply dynamics change, particularly considering that the Panditamani resources are about to start its decline. So, so we do think that the gas market will change, but I think that is where the regulator needs to regulate those entrants for what they are and what they will offer the market at that point in time. Yako Human, thank you. Executive Officer for the Industrial Gas Users Association. My thanks also this morning to Numfundo Maseti, the regulator member responsible for pipe gas regulation at NURSA, and starting us off today, the senior economist at the Competition Commission, Yongam Injasane, uh, starting us off. Cecil, of course, uh, as you know, uh, deciding not to participate in our conversation. If they feel they would like a right of reply, they know how to get in touch. It would be nice to hear from you, Cecil, on this one. Come on.